Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. We are here with Mr. Dirk Orgsmiller of Warehouse Ultimate Gym, coming to you from Illinois. Dirk, how are we today, sir? What's going on? We're doing fine. Thank you. Appreciate it. I am excited to have you here. Warehouse Ultimate Gym is is fairly self-explanatory in the name, but there's a lot of components to this. We have an open gym membership, as I understand it. We do some personal training. We have some classes. There's plenty of moving parts here, Dirk. Before we venture into the business and the nitty-gritty and the tactics of all of this, Give us a little bit of background into what inspired you to become a gym owner in the first place. Well, I have in 2003, I bought a very large building from the city and they were having a lot of trouble with it. And there was a lot of crazy events going on and it was just a lot of trouble. And I bought it from the city and it was one of those things I bought it and I thought, what am I going to do with this place? And so we tried different things. We had a contract with the university for indoor practice in the winter we had indoor tennis, which kind of went along with university. And we had an area that I really wasn't using aside from kind of a waiting area for people to go on off tennis courts and for coaches to kind of meet. And it was about 3,000, 3,500 square feet. And I thought, well, we could do something with this area. And there really wasn't a gym in the area. So I thought, what if I take this space? I create the concept of just a come and go gym. Uh, down and dirty, a few treadmills, some weights. We tricked it out a little bit with a few things, but we only do so much. Charge $19 a month, total access. People could come and go whenever they wanted. It opened 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And that kind of took off. It took off a lot quicker than I thought. We did do a lot of advertising. And then I just kind of noticed that people always wanted more things. You know, they wanted more space. They wanted more weights, more machines, different kinds of weights, platforms. I mean, everything that everybody seems to want on a wish list. And we just kind of kept expanding. And mm -hmm. as one business kind of shut down, which was our indoor soccer area, we just said, you know what, what if we take the entire indoor soccer field and turn that into a gym, which is what we did. And mm -hmm. that morphed into the new name, the warehouse gym. And we said, warehouse ultimate gym. Ultimate, of course, implying that we have everything you could ever need, which I think we do. Yeah. And, and that name kind of took off. And I like the name a lot because where else it is a huge space and it is it's warehouse feely with a lot of stuff in it. And when people walk in, the first thing they do is, oh, wow, look at this place. It's huge. And it is high ceilings, you know, 40 foot high ceilings, uh, lots of equipment, uh, lots of machines. we got enough weights, thousands and thousands of pounds of weights. We have six platforms different pods, a boxing pod, and different areas that people can really, you know, people want to get close, they can't, if they want to completely spread out. You know, COVID was six feet, we were like 15 feet. So yeah. we had plenty of space for people to spread out. And we kind of morphed a little bit after COVID in the sense that we closed all our smaller rooms that I didn't think was a good idea to start with. People are too close to each other, they don't know each other. They were sweating and we moved everything out so everybody could spread out. So if you want to be with somebody, you can be close. If you don't, you don't have to. Yeah. Is there something for everybody? Yeah, something for everybody. And that concept has kind of worked. And people can kind of be off on their own. 
and don't feel like they're in a small gym and they're stumbling across each other. Gotcha. And and plenty of evolutions along the way. It wasn't quite when we set out on this journey, we didn't envision it as it stands now, but circumstances would lead us here nonetheless. Now, Dirk, the best way for, for us to make this valuable for people listening here is to, to start with the end goal, the, the big picture. And you and I can kind of work backwards through some ideas or some best practices within the industry to, to game plan how to actually make that come to fruition. And then people with similar goals can emulate that in, within their business. So let's, uh, let's think about it like this. Magic Genie Lamp falls into your possession and, and you can wish for the gym of your wildest dreams and the business as, as grand as it can be. First things first, do we stay in this location? Do we have multiple locations? Tell me about that. Well, if you're asking me personally, I would stay in this location. Um, I don't think I've even came close to maximizing what we've got. Uh, our location is a little bit different than most gyms. We're off the beaten path. We're back from the road about a quarter of a mile in a big building. So we're kind of you know, tucked away from everybody. My biggest challenge has always been the same, which is trying to get people to know where we are. And yeah. about the time I think I've achieved that, I haven't achieved that. So I think the first assumption I would tell people is, I don't care where you are. Don't assume people know who you are. Don't assume they know what you do. And don't assume they've ever heard of you. They can live yeah. in the same town for 50 years. And they're going to say, I drive by here all the time. I never knew you were here. And I, I hear that so much. And on one hand, I want to beat my head against the wall and say, how can you not know? On the other hand, I think there's an opportunity. There's a lot of people that don't know what we do. And if I can get them, drag them, kick them and screaming through the door, and they can actually see what we've got. I think, wow, there's the huge potential. So I think the first thing is the assumption is, well, I know we're here. The people here know we're here. We do yeah. a lot of advertising. So everybody knows the answer is absolutely not. Yeah, I think it's a it's a natural ego check in the fitness space. We we tend to have this inflated self-importance. How can they not want to come here? Uh, right. But like you said, people whether they're they're on various social media platforms or getting different mailers, whatever the marketing plan looks like, people still find a way to not be aware, which is fine. It's a new challenge within this location. If this is if this is where we want to stay for at least the the long term, what does that look like in in terms of a target number of members? What do you think you guys could handle in the space? I think what we would target for is a thousand to twelve hundred. I think that's kind of a number at somewhat of premium pricing. Now, what does that mean? That means that you know I'm a real big believer in value added. I'm a real big believer in bringing new things to the table and not really trying to nickel and dime people for it. I think that you see a lot of uh, gyms now that kind of try to do that. They have a premium membership and they have a basic membership. And I don't know that that ever worked and not to kind of segue off in the, to the tangent a little bit, but I think that one thing that COVID taught me, I think it taught everybody is to be frank I don't think anybody's really loyal to a gym. Okay. I don't, I think people have this idea that, wow, I built this incredible mousetrap myself included in this. And it's absolutely amazing. I know that people are going to come through the store. They're going to be so wild. They're going to join. They're never going to quit. 
And because I do such a great job and I'm so wonderful, you know, public relations, I'm so great at building this and I'm, I know the industry and I know what people want, et cetera, et cetera, that they're not going to leave. And I think COVID was a humongous wake up call that yep. people aren't married to a gym. They're not even married to the fitness industry. You know, maybe Correct. to them going outside and walking, maybe doing pushups on steps, maybe climbing rocks. There's a lot of things they can do that we compete against. And I think people kind of forget that. And I remember listening to a few podcasts at the beginning and kind of towards the middle of COVID, I kind of quit listening after a while because I just figured nobody really had an answer. I was just wanting to hear yeah. what people were saying. And I, yeah. One that really struck me is kind of interesting. And I'm not, there's a few high-end brands out there that I think really, really take themselves too seriously. I think they take their product too serious. I think they think they're they're untouchable, but they were saying things like, we're going to go back to our membership and ask if they pay, if they would be willing to pay for the membership during COVID, knowing they're not going to use it because they want us to be here when COVID ends. And I thought to myself, okay, wow, you have fun with that. Because if you think that somebody's going to sit at home, I don't care how much money somebody has. If they start looking at a $39 a month or $49 a month or $99 a month bill for something they're not using, that tends to be like, wow, why am I paying for a gym membership that I might open up in three months so I can keep them open? I'm not willing to do that. And I yeah. think a lot of people mistake the fact that their product was so good and valuable that people say, wow, I really want that to be there. So I'm going to throw money down a rabbit hole until they open back up again. And it'll be like it was before. And I think that yeah. was a huge wake up call. It's funny that you mentioned that because from my experience, at least, the more affluent the demographic and the higher the prices, the more people were willing to eat that cost and just continue to pay it month over month. It was the, the 10, 15, 20, $40 a month crowd that was really against it. And I think a common theme on this podcast, Dirk, is, is that everybody says we have the greatest culture, we have the greatest community, and it's fine to think that. But I think you're spot on when you say that people aren't as invested in this as we think. Right. You can see it when, when we, when we go to raise prices and people lose their mind over a $5 increase, they're not that bought in, right? They're not that bought in. You mentioned that, that a historical challenge for you just based on the physical location of the building has been in the marketing realm at least. and, And how do we, even promote brand awareness and then get people to be aware that we're here for you, at least so far, what's been working to get people in through your doors? Well, the other thing we I took a really hard look at during COVID and I sit down with my team when I had certain people here that I trusted and I said, look, you know, you got a lot of gyms now that are going to one or two or three different kind of memberships, you know, and you walk through the door and they make you fit in some hole. You got to take this membership or you have to take that membership. And that's one thing that I started saying, look, we, I think we need to offer more different types of memberships, meaning that, okay, we've never offered a student membership because that was always kind of like, well, do we want students in here? We can't control them. You know, they're going to bring their friends in and somebody's out at the desk and they run through and they get to the gym. We don't know who they are. And I said, no, I don't think that's an idea. So we created like a student membership that they pay up front each semester. And if they come in and they sneak people in or they don't do what they're supposed to do, then we can just cancel their membership. 
but we have the money up front. That's something that didn't exist before. And that took off pretty well. I mean, we had a lot of students that said, look, I really, I don't want to look the $10 a month gym. There just isn't enough stuff there to do. It's just doesn't interest me. I don't get anything out of it. Even though we compete against the university rec center, their hours are always all over the place. It's not ran like it maybe it should be. So I think we found a market there that we wouldn't have found had we not thrown out and said, hey, we got student memberships now. And we're willing to work with people. You know, the 129 is the, if you go August through December 15th. Okay, if you come in here today and say, hey, I want a membership, we'll say, okay, it's 49. You know, we'll prorate it and just to get people through the door. So I guess what I'm trying to say is we became a lot more flexible on memberships. We noticed we had a very transient uh, a lot of people in this area come and go to the university, to the hospital. We had a lot of nurses that were traveling. So we would create a 30-day uh, membership, a 60-day membership, a 90-day membership, a membership that you could buy an access pass, which gave you 12 visits a month or eight visits a month. Or, you know, we we pretty much threw everything at it and said, well, look, we want you to come back. We want you to be a member. What do we have to do? What membership can we create? that would get you to come in here within reason, of course. Yeah. So I, so I feel like there, you, I feel like if you're going to do memberships now, you've got to really, really think about who's your market, what do they want, and what are they willing to pay, and somehow figure out that equation. And I think you don't have to start out with 50 memberships, maybe start with 15. And as things don't seem to work, peel that one back and maybe look at introducing another one and just kind of see. And the people that walk through the door, you're going to find out how they react. You're going to see, oh, wow, I'm interested in a student. Or no, I'm not a student. I'm interested in a six-month membership or a 12-month membership or a prepaid 90-day membership. Or I'm interested, we have one now we create called a limited access, which you can only go to the gym during counter hours, which is Monday through Friday. And we have the full access which is 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. And he, we never close to people at the key file. Sure. We've also I gone to apartment comp. Well, last thing, we also have gone to apartment complexes, which are very close to us and said, what if we became a marketing partner for you? And they're saying, look, I got uh, a place right across the street from us has 450 tenants. The one two blocks from us has 600 tenants. And we said, what if we created like a, a marketing concept, a, a tenant retention program where everybody who signs a contract to stay here gets a free membership. And they loved it. And we basically, anybody that signed a, a membership, uh, so anybody that signed as a tenant in these apartment complexes, we automatically gave them a free membership with a key fob and they got to come in. So we, that was a new thing we started and it's taken off and worked really well, but Last point on all of the stuff that I'm talking about is if you're if somebody's going to do something like that, make sure that you do the marketing. Don't trust somebody else to hand out a flyer for you or to go door to door for you or to just, you know, disseminate your marketing things. Try to figure out a way to do it yourself. Like we do reach the tenants directly. We go directly to the tenants. We don't try to go to the owners or the manager of the complex and say, would you please hand this out? Because it's not going to work. It's never going to happen. <laughs> never going to happen. Never going to happen. Never going to happen. Now, one thing that you use the term advertising at one point in time, uh, is that with some sort of budget behind this? And, and it sounds like you guys have gotten creative in, in how we market this. But have we gone the route of, of formal advertising in one way or another so far? 
if you name an advertising medium, I've used it. I mean, we had billboards yeah. for two years. We had two billboards. Uh, we do, we've done direct mail. We do all the Google stuff. You know, that's what I'm needy right now is in Google with the AdWords and, you yeah. know, all of that. We do that. I, I put that on my head because I really want to know more about it. Yeah. Um, we've done flyers. We do handouts. We go to apartment complex and knock on, do knock on doors. So I honestly, in this business, I don't have an answer for advertising. And my, I have a, 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 I have a master's in marketing. And honest to God, I can't tell you <laughs> that I have. A, I, I don't. I don't know what's worked and what has. I just know that, you know, when we got really aggressive and focused, it's kind of worked. When we depend on somebody else to do it, it doesn't work. And mm -hmm. I know how stupid that sounds. Believe me, but I don't have. I don't know how else to answer. Yeah. I really don't. It's. It's, I don't think it's that uncommon, unfortunately. I think people in our space open up gyms because they love training, not because they love being on Facebook ads manager or plunging dollars into Instagram or whatever it may be. I think it's, it's somewhat of the, I'd file it under necessary evil of yes. operating a business in the That's, fitness space. No, I feel the same way. I have a, we have a couple of contract, not contracts, but we have a couple of uh, students that come in here from, from one university, one junior college, and one kid from a local school for special needs kids. And they all want to be in the business. And the kid I got a call last week from the woman who coordinates for the special ed, uh, the kid that comes in here every, was every Wednesday and he works. And this kid did not think he was getting a good, uh, internship because he actually had to go through paperwork and do administrative work and look at contracts. <laughs> you don't know the industry that well, buddy. And walk around and pick up weights and, you know, all of the things, you know, that everybody has to do in this industry. And I said, well, what did he think he was going to be doing? I guess he thought he was going to be shadowing trainers. And I said, okay, what do trainers do before a client comes in? They got to prepare. How do they prepare? They do administrative work. Why do they do administrative work? Because they're prepared for the client. Why do we have a contract? Because they have to know what they're getting into. And it was just so bizarre to me that somebody thought the industry was, I'm going to be a personal trainer and I stand there and train people. And that's just all. Just train all day long. Just train all day long. <laughs> and we have some, I have five excellent trainers here that all do a good job. I have to say that we're known for our personal training. And a lot of them are the same way. They really do not understand what it takes on the back end to make a place work. Yeah. Well, I think that was the, the, that's the reason that we have this, this show, Dirk, is that so many people open up their own gyms thinking simple back of the napkin math. If I have yeah. 500 members at 50 bucks a piece, I'm going to be rich. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. work that way. You found yeah. out quickly. The first thing that you mentioned was that we opened, people joined, people wanted new equipment, people joined, uh -oh. people wanted yeah. new equipment. There, there's yeah. always yeah. a next step here. But keep us keeping us on track. We we get these leads in from whatever source, from a flyer, from a, they saw a billboard, from a referral, walking off the street, whatever it is. What's the sales process like? Who do they meet with? What's that conversation about? Do we track conversion? Tell me a little bit about that. Well, I will say this about your industry, about this industry, and I'm a huge believer in absolute, the, the, the biggest goal by far and away is get them through the door. 
How you do that, I don't know. I'm not, I'm also, I'm not a big believer in giving away free stuff, all right? I don't think that a free pass to the gym works. I don't think that a free week pass works. I don't know about bring a friend to the gym. I don't know if that works exactly. I'm not real big on using the word free because in this industry, unfortunately, I think it takes on a terrible connotation where if I get something for free, why should I ever have to pay for it? And I, I go away from that. I think first things first, you have to have a gym that makes a great statement when you walk through the door. It has to be clean. It has to be organized. The front desk doesn't look like a, like it's, you know, like Burger King when everybody's eating their food at it. People are loitering around. People are dressed however they want to be. You know, the right. culture is kind of like, you know, every the, the, the kid, everybody that works in the gym has to be on the same page, dress-wise, mentality-wise. And I think when somebody walks through the door, they got to be greeted and honestly attacked from the beginning welcome thanks for coming in i want to okay what do you need what are your goals get specific what are you trying to do you have to take the time to walk people around and show them the gym this is part of the process you have to acquaint them because i think another thing in this industry that a lot of people just assume is everybody walks through the gym knows what they're trying to achieve they know what their personal goals are they think they know and everybody knows how to use all the equipment in their gym and that's absolutely not the truth. I think you have to back it up and say, let's go on the assumption that the person walking through the door doesn't know what they want to do with their life. They just know they want to get in shape, in some shape. What that is, they don't know. They you know, have a number in mind that they're willing to pay a month if they can see the value. And you have to take the time to show them a gym, explain what it does, and then help them with the equipment if need be. There's a sales process and it's not the same for everybody and yeah. everybody's but it can't be shortcut either it can't be shortcut if you're let's use a plan of fitness right they go after one customer somebody that wants to pay ten dollars a month they're going to get a bank account they hope they never walk through the door again but they don't cancel that's not us when somebody walks through the door i want them to get value out of the gym i want them to see the value i want them to see a great experience and i want them to keep coming and at some point in time keep paying the membership because they're getting value out of the membership Is that yeah. kind of a roundabout way of answering the question absolutely absolutely i think and it, my background it, really by the way is was travel for a lot of years i was in the travel industry for 25 years and to kind of segue into this industry in travel back in the day you were lucky to close 10 percent of the sales if 10 people walked in you might close one on a good day two or three as an example when people walk through our door, our conversion rate is probably about 80%. Yeah. I think they're we, there for we, a reason. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you walk through the door, people have to be able to close a sale and they see what we have and the conversions are very high. So you back up and say, how do you get high conversions? You got to get people through the door. How do you get them through the door? You have to figure out a way to push their buttons. Yep. And I don't have the answers that I can just say with high conversions, You've got to figure out a way when people walk through to help them. It's a it's an interesting conversation, and I think there are probably parallels from travel to fitness in that it's a service-based industry. Mm -hmm. Marketing and, and sales go hand in hand. Acquisition is is the real challenge in a battle or in a in a business like this. But for this type of model, Dirk, the the wins and losses are really seen in retention more so than simply just getting in people through the doors. Obviously we want to increase that client count. You mentioned that you have a membership target in mind, but if people are walking out the back door just as quick, 
Yes. We're on a hamster wheel. Uh, and so for you guys, how does that look? How do we measure retention? What do we do to encourage it? In um, one thing I can say that I made a big mistake on, and I figured this out after two years of doing it, was I would incentivize all my frontline people to uh, close sales, you know, get somebody as a member, right? And that all sounds great. And I started noticing, wow, we're getting members. You know, people are coming in. They're being, you know, attacked like wild dogs after raw meat. You know, they were, everybody was going after them. We retained. But what I didn't, what I didn't realize is when you emphasize a culture like that, you really don't incentivize the people to actually keep people. So no. for every person that came to the door, somebody else would sneak out the back door. And I say sneak because we didn't know why they left. For some reason, yeah. they left. Now, if they moved out of the area, okay, I get that. But it just seemed like I incentivized people to get new people, new members, but we weren't really taking care of the people that were members. And I had to drill down and say, what exactly did we not do? I don't think we introduced better products. We didn't, you know, maybe we needed more equipment, different kind. I don't, I really don't know. I just felt with, that's not what we're doing. We need a more welcoming environment. So you yep. start introducing new things like hand towels, you know, into the system. That's kind of nice. We spruced up the showers. We, you know, redid the locker rooms. We opened, like I said, we opened it up, made more space. We created the pod concept and we looked at doing some classes. We changed it up. But I, I really think when you get somebody through the door, there almost needs to be one person that focuses on them that are in the door and adding value and asking yeah. them questions. And if you see somebody kind of standing around, not knowing what to do, Hey, can I help you with something? What do you, well, I'm trying to build muscle. Okay. What kind you discuss it. And I think you, you hold their hand a little bit. And yeah. I always say the same thing. We try to be the best part of somebody's day. And the hardest thing most time is get people to get out of their car and walk through our door. You know, a lot of people yeah. are scared to death. They're nervous. They, Oh my God, if I walk through that door, what's going to happen to me? And you got to figure out a way to make people comfortable, want to come back, feel that vibe. And if they feel that they're going to tell obviously more people like them. So I sometimes don't, I, I don't know, new people. It's great to have new people in the gym, but you really got to look at your old customers that have been there and, you know, repeatedly pay their bills and, you got to look at them kind of as a marketing tool. What If you yeah. treat them well, I think they're going to bring other people. I think there, there's a phrase that comes up again and again on the show, and it's that the heaviest weight in the whole gym is the front door. It's, yeah. it's yeah. how That's do we get people one. in? How do we keep them in? I think, I mean, it's it's not a a magic pill. It's not a one-size-fits-all approach but in a service-based industry we have to keep people happy it's yes. it's a measure of the quality of business overall and it's it's sad but i think so many gyms like you mentioned if they have any kind of employee incentive plan to step in the right direction but a lot of times the, that employee incentive plan does just only focus on front-end cash and as soon as somebody puts their name on the dotted line, good luck. Yeah. You know, it's, I, always it's, made the, I always made the joke. Here's your key. I'll see you in 12 months. Yeah. You know, the membership comes due again. And I was said, uh, that's such right. a crappy way to run a business because these people should, should, we should see them and, you know, ask questions. You know, what are you trying to get out of gym? Why are you here? And I've even told people, 
look, I'm going, I'm going to Mexico next month and I'm going to lose 30 pounds. And I'll say, we're not that place. I'm sorry. That's not going to happen. Yeah. You know, we were, I try to be sometimes some tough love is needed too. So I mean, sometimes, you know, it's this business when I was in travel, I don't know how many times somebody walked to the door and I was retail travel and say, I saw this cruise for five 99 and I want to take my wife on it. And I'd be like, look, you've been to here and here and here, $5.99, you're going to hate this cruise. I can tell you right now, you're not going to like the cabins. You're not going to like the service, the food. And I've even told people, to be honest with you, I'm not going to sell it to you because when you come back, you're not going to blame me, but you're probably going to come back to me again. If I tell you the truth, I hope that you'll go buy from somebody else, go and come back and say, well, Dirk told the truth and we're going to keep going to him because he's brutally honest with us. Something yeah. like that. It's a long-term plan. It, it's, it's, a, long, it's a lot less short-term yeah. uh, income, more longevity of a business. And I think it, it, it plays out in the fact that you've been around for almost two decades. You know, I'm sure you've seen plenty of gyms come and go in that time. I've seen as well. gyms come and go and I see more gyms kind of trying to come, but I think, whoever's listening to this or whoever is looking for ideas, I think you have to, you have to really step back and think, what am I, who's my market and what is my product? And if you're trying to go against planet not fitness, exclusive to the fitness industry, either. no, no. But I mean, if you're trying to go against planet fitness, I'd say, forget it. Good luck. You're not going to do it. They have a certain market niche. And if you can't match their price, which obviously we can't match they have far really. deeper pockets than yeah, us too. Yeah. 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 I just think you have to really, really think about it. And, you know, I, I'm not saying that I'm a fitness guy. I think I'm a business guy. You know, I look at business, I work out, I'm pretty decent shape, I guess. I, you know, I, I look at the business as a constant project, a constant challenge. And I like to constantly figure out ways of adding value and try to make my product better and different and position yeah. myself as being different from other places. I, and think, I think a lot of people, like you said, they open up a gym and somehow they think because all my friends work out and I work out that suddenly all my friends are going to join because they like me and yeah. they're going to pay the whatever old, price they I build want. It, they will come. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's nothing more insane in this industry when I read things like that is I like to work out so I'm going to build a gym. I want to I wanna highlight something that you said and it sounds so simplistic and it's sad that we even need to highlight it, but I think that our industry is rampant with people who don't consider themselves business people, even if they own businesses. Yes. They just create really, really stressful jobs for themselves that never oh. turn into a business. And, and I think it's unfortunate and I, I commend you, but I think it makes sense coming from an outside industry that you have a little bit different perspective on it. Dirk, we're running a bit shy on time here, um, and I wish we had more time because I feel like we're just barely skimming the surface of, of what you guys have going on. But Well, you can have me come back. Before we, before we sign out of here, that was going to be my next thought, is that we'll have to, we'll have to stay in touch and, and bring you sure. back in in the future. For now, I can't thank you enough for being willing to contribute to this conversation. I think it's, it's needed now more than ever in our industry, and so I appreciate your willingness to share and I wish you nothing but the best moving forwards. Okay. Thanks, Joe. And I'm sorry about all the audio and visual and <laughs> whatever problems we had. So that was my fault. All good. I, I would say I got it figured out, but I know I don't. So if we do this again, I'm going to bring in 
my daughter the expert so she can do it again so the resident zoom yeah expert. the resident expert <laughs> fantastic Dirk, but it's been a lot you. of fun nice meeting you i appreciate everything I appreciate that. To everyone who tuned in today, I appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you would like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joseph, and joining me on the show is Grady from Intensity Personal Training in Atlantic Beach, Florida. Welcome to the show, Grady. How you doing? Hey, thanks so much. It was good to be here, man. 100%. I am very excited to have you on the show today to learn more about what you have going on at your gym. But before we dive into the business side of things, when you first opened your gym, what was the vision you had in mind for it? You know, to uh, basically, my primary purpose is to impact as many people as I can in a positive way. And one of the gifts I feel I've been given to do that is really mainly through encouragement. Mm -hmm. And so being in fitness my whole life, I have that background. I have the education behind it and the experience of uh, 31 years. But on a daily basis, being able to understand, you know, that each person is an individual and they all have their journey. And I'm just there to support and encourage them to help them see their goals or meet their goals, you know, and just get to where they want to get to. Um, and, and the areas of mind, body, and spirit. And that's the key. The, 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 the triad has to be in play, you know, to create that, that total synergy. So that's, that's really awesome. my, my, that's my gig is to impact people in that positive way to lead them toward, you know, basically wellness, but being centered in the areas of mind, body, and spirit. That's awesome to hear. I actually don't hear many, uh, Many gym owners or trainers at all, you know, talk about the three in one. So I like to hear that. So with that being said, why don't you give the listeners your elevator pitch of what you have going on in your gym, so your services and anything additional that you offer? Yeah, you know, basically it's general fitness. I do uh, train a lot of athletes um, and aspiring athletes, mm -hmm. but you know, general fitness really putting the the focus on the main three pillars of fitness: cardio, strength, and flexibility. And we can branch off more into you no know, balance and proprioception and you know things like that. But the, the main three it's a three legged stool: cardio, strength, flexibility. So, you know, we have to get people in there, assess them, see where they are in those areas, and you know some people may be stronger in some areas than others, obviously. But we're looking to create that balance, you know, to once again, create a synergy. Same with the synergy that goes with mind, body, and spirit. It's a parallel with cardio, strength, and flexibility in that fitness category. Mm -hmm. So you, you got to have all three. You can't be truly fit, what I call fully in tune, FIT, unless you have all three. Mm -hmm. You know, so we, we just figure out where you're deficient. And most people these days will never are really deficient in flexibility. Yes. You know, um, it's everybody focus on a little bit of cardio, a little bit of strength. But when it comes to stretching, they just they don't go there. It's not comfortable doesn't give them that pump, you know, but yeah. what I've learned is over the years of doing this, the key to the longevity of the cardio and the strength is flexibility. So we continue to leave that piece out 
we're really going to miss it. And it's going to bite us later because as you get older, all we're doing is creating more inflammation with all the cardio and the strength training. So we're not going into that stretch category to keep that going so we recover and can repeat, repeat, repeat. We're just beating it up. Mm-hmm. We're just no healing. We're just beating it up. And, you know, you're going to have it's kind of like an engine with uh, no oil in it. You're running it, but you're not making sure that it's, you know, flowing correctly. So it's not going to run for long. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So with your facility, how many members are you currently serving? You know, right now I've got a, a solid weekly list of probably about uh, 30 people. And then I have, you know, which are the, which are my actives, you know, they're in there two, three days a week, um, you know, for an hour each. And, you know, then there's the ones that are kind of floaters mm-hmm. that um, they, I call them, they're, they're waiting in the wings, if you will. Some people have, they, I've trained them in the past. They're not able to get into a slot and you know, stay pretty busy. So when people are going out of town, traveling, summer vacation, dot, 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 I have people that I can call upon to fill in those slots. So that way we keep it, you know, keep the, uh, the flow going. Okay. Not a, lot of, not, not a lot of dead time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so active around 30 and a couple floaters here and there. So with that being said, what is the square footage of your facility? You know, the active square footage is right around 1,000 square feet. Okay. Um, so it's really pretty small, um, mm-hmm. but it's so functional. And that's the key, you know, being able to really utilize space, uh, you, know, you know, properly, but really just having the proper tools, you know, combined with the, the, the knowledge to be able to really make a, a small space super functional. Okay, so relatively, you know, smaller space there, a thousand square feet. And you mentioned you have about 30 active members. So is that somewhere where you want to stop at or do you want to hit the gas a little more and get some more faces into your facility? We know, I got to say, I had some um, earlier vision right prior to COVID and I was in the process of uh, going to a larger facility, changing the business model altogether to a, uh, a family fitness kind of setting. Um, there's a lot of people who were, even before COVID, a lot of kids who were homeschooled um, in this area. So I was going to begin to basically do, you know, just classes, private PE classes for homeschool kids during the afternoons, um, um, yoga, um, and, and really encourage uh, moms and dads train together with their kids. Mm-hmm. I train a lot of young people and create this whole family feel. Yep. And man, I was really in strong pursuit of that with the space, the business model, the investors, the whole nine. And I got to be honest, you know, um, by the grace of God, I'm so grateful that, you know, it, it kept the, the the spaces, the opportunities kept shutting down. And I didn't know why. Like, I really thought that was what I was supposed to be doing. And um, sure enough, man, you know, COVID hit. And if I would have jumped out into this, you know, larger overhead, this bigger facility, this whole whatever, whatever, this vision, I would have been screwed. I would have got shut down right from the giddy up. Yeah. A lot of places yeah. did get shut down. They were, they, were, they were shut down temporarily, obviously. But if based on where you were, how big you were, you may not come back. Mm-hmm. You know, but because of where I was, I, I stayed, I kind of hunkered down. I actually started training at home for my gym at home for a while, for a short period of time. And I was able to come back. Yeah. You know, so now that we're back, three years have gone by. Um, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm still always... You know, looking to see how we're going to get back on that plan again. That was a big shakeup. It slowed things down, you know, kind of put a halt to things. But the vision hasn't changed because I still have to impact as many people as I can. And so in that small that small space, it, it's pretty limited, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got to make a, a greater impact by having a little bit larger reach or larger larger space and a, and a larger business model. Yeah, 2020 with, you know, COVID stuff, that really took a hit on a lot of gyms. But it sounds like it maybe helped you there, but maybe not. Um, so in terms of 
getting people into your door, what are you doing to get like people into your door? Like what kind of like marketing channels you'd say? So I gotta be honest, man, you know, for the longest time, my business has, like I said, I've been doing it for a long time, but it's been word of mouth. Um, that's been, I mean, but once again, man, the integrity that goes along with that 31 years, um, where I am now, I'm 15 and it's just a really, really special place. And people that have been training, I've had for like literally 10, 15 and 20 year clients. And so it's become generational. I've trained them. They got married. They had kids. I trained their kids. Kids go off to college, come back, pay them with their own money, with their, with their own jobs. It's been pretty amazing. So this is, this trend is continuing now um, through word of mouth because it is a family. My I call it the intensity family. Um, when you got people who've been seeing me probably three times a week for, you know, I see people more than they see their family sometimes, you know, over 10, 15, 20 years. And obviously, just by default, the in and out. So that period of time, we have a lot of people that have been on that for that long they become connected by default. They're yeah. passing each other. So they just know we're common. We live down the street from each other, you name it. Our kids are the same age, we're the same schools. So it's a really, really strong family dynamic that we have, which is really unique. Most people don't have, you know, multiple clients for 10 plus, 15, 20 years, and then you get the kids. And so you do, there's this legacy piece that comes into play. It really is, man. It's, it's generational. Yeah, it sounds like you really utilize word of mouth to your advantage of, you know, working out with the first generation and now working out with their kids. And honestly, it's really good for business because you know that they'll stick with you for a very long time. So you know that, hey, they're going to be my client next month and next month and next month. So that's very good. So along with word of mouth, are you using any other types of like marketing? So Facebook, social, like Instagram, any kind of social medias? Well, yeah. So of course, you know, I got a, you know, Facebook handle or if you will, no president on Facebook and uh, Instagram handle. I'm not doing Twitter. None of that stuff. It's just not me. Um, but being an old school guy, man, I got in that early um, when all those mediums first came out because um, it was, you know, the, the biggest thing was free advertising. Yes. Um, you know, and I had done some print advertising early, earlier in the, the start where I am now um, in, a, in a magazine that we had called uh, uh, Jackson, Jackson Luxury Living. So it was a luxury living magazine for our area. The reason I did that was because I was training the, the editor in, in Chief. So she hooked me up, you know, because I mean, back then, I, mean, I, say back, yeah. I say back then, the I mean, paper print was expensive. I mean, it, it was, you know, four or five grand just for a you know, little little ad in a, in a magazine, you know. Okay. And so I never really saw any of that. People didn't come knocking on my door from that. But, you know, what I get a lot of, though, is um, the, the website because when people move to the community, my place is pretty visible. And I have my you know, signs outside. People, it's it's on in a town center on the beach, so people see it a lot when they come to this, the area. So uh, they see it, they hit the website, and so I got a lot of people just see the website. And the website okay. isn't anything crazy elaborate or you know blown out by any means. It's really just kind of a you know a, a yellow page ad on online, you know, on the web. Mm-hmm. But it has what it needs to get people to me, to get them connected okay. with me. Yeah. Okay, so they mainly find you through like looking up like a gym near me and then they find you and they come in. Also, they see you, you know, on the walk, you know, they're on the beach. So that's very good in terms of conversion rates. So how many people do you think that brings into your gym every month on like average? Well, that's just it, man. So I don't really, because of the tenure of these clients that I've had, I'm not getting all these new clients because it's just me. And so my schedule, I work about 50 hours a week. You know, that's how much I want to work. Yep. And um, and those are all billable hours, you know, so and I'll pack in multiple people in those hours, you know. So, you know, I, I don't have more space and I'm just not, you know, I got to be honest, God provides when it needs to be there, man. You know, I mean, I've been like I said, I you have people for 10, 15, 20 years. 
they're not going anywhere, you know, and, and, um, and it's always someone, someone does have to leave for whatever reason. There's always someone waiting in the wings to come in. Um, I get emails a lot, you know, asking if I have, you know, time and I don't. So they're just kind of laying low. I'll give them some things to do. I will say, I will uh, kind of evaluate or uh, give them like a little um, consulting, mm-hmm. see where they are, see what their goals are, just on the initial so they can, so I can be on their radar and vice versa. And then, so when that time does open up, I have the ability to reach out to them. They're, they've been waiting. They know they've been doing some homework, what I call us. They've been getting their cardio down, this and that. Yeah. But they don't show up totally cold and, you know, and they're just getting destroyed because they're completely out of shape, you know? So I go ahead and get them going on their own, give them a little, you know, a little help with that. You know, that way they truly are waiting in the wings. You know, they're, they're waiting and they're ready, mm-hmm. you know? So um, that does keep a flow where there's not like a lull, you know, in my, you know, in, in the actual business, but man, the loyalty of my clients is, is because of just the result of the value that, yeah. they, that they get out of this. And that's and what it sounds like you to. actually care about them too, which is one of the most important things. Well, in that's just industry. it, man. You gotta, it's personal training. You gotta love people and exactly. people will know if it's genuine or if it's not. Mm-hmm. So when they detect that you are truly invested in them and their family, their kids, their wives, they buy in priceless. Yeah, priceless exactly. man and it's real it's not even that i'm playing some role i love people and mm-hmm. i love seeing people progress and get better and see them change and transform and so that's what people are trying to do so when they know you're on their side and it's from within it's not just some some you know money making scheme or, or, or gimmick yeah they're they're, they're going to invest they're going to invest in you as you invest in them yeah like well for example when i first you know came into the idea of personal training um, I thought it was just, hey, you build out these workout plans, these nutrition plans. That's all you do. But after a while, after like studying like psychology a little bit, I was like, oh, wait, it's more of them like consistently buying in back into you. Like, like you're kind of like selling yourself to them to buy into what you're doing. So, I mean, that's very, very important in terms of like what you're doing as well. Um, well, you know, I got to say along those lines, you know, Joseph was kind of wild. When I think back to when I first got into this, as far as getting certified, like so I'm almost 50 now. I was 18 years old. I remember um, being in this you know, seminar and having this little thick book. And I'll never forget on the front of it, it said personal trainer slash counselor certification. And I remember thinking to myself, counselor? I'm no, I'm no counselor. I, like, I need a counselor. That is, though. I mean, well, well, you, you think I get about it, it down. But when you think back then, 18 years old, you're thinking counselor. I mean, you got to have a bunch yeah. of letters behind your name. You mentioned psychology, so you need to be a psychologist, have a psychology degree or, or you know, something like that, you know, a psychiatry degree. But now, you know, you think about hairdressers, people you can confide, you confide, you spend close, you know, proximity, um, intimate time together. So yeah, you by default become this person that they feel safe around. Yeah. So it's important for you to, um, you know, be on your P's and Q's, just keeping it real because people are, are trusting you. They're, they're, they're entrusting their, their precious cargo to you, their kids or daughters or sons or their, their spouses. But at the same time, they're trusting you with their personal care as well. So it's really, really important to be um, genuine and solid and real in that area where people will not stay with you um, because they're going to sense that. Exactly. I completely agree with you there. So let's just say someone, you know, they walk by your gym or they find you online. What does the process look like when they walk into your gym to become a new member? Well, the process is pretty cut and dry. First thing they do, they walk out and see the ocean and they go, wow. (laughs) <laughs> so Beautiful I like create the wow factor there. So that's, yeah. that, that kind of gets them in right away. They're like, I want to work out here, mm-hmm. you know? And so, and then I um, really begin just kind of loving on them, you know, just, yeah. just kind of just, it's, it's a smile. It's a, it's a cordial um, greeting. 
you know, and then we get them in there and basically say, hey, you know, why are you here? You know, what can I do for you? What are your goals and how can I help you meet those goals? You know, and so when people just get that warmth and that that uh, comfortability from the start, that first impression, that's that's huge. I mean, it's huge. So, you know, body language is a big deal. You know, people need to see a smile. They need to feel like they're welcome, like they're that they're thought about, you know. Exactly. And a smile goes a long way, man. A genuine smile really is. And that's just the initial, like, to get them in the door, you know. But then we yeah. start kind of breaking it down and, and they kind of look around, see what's going on. But it's it's pretty. You know, so that helps. The wow factor helps. Yeah. So it's mainly just like through building that connection, you know, first, second, first, what's it called? Impression. Like, okay, yep, I'm going to join this gym because he's smiling at me and then he's just going to walk me right through it like a mentor would. So that, I mean, that's really good. So let's talk about more like how do you keep them long term? Like after they become like a new member, how do you keep them long term? Same thing? Man, the key is results, man. This is a results based gig you know business it's all about results period that's the whole point you 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 pay for results you know i'm a cheat sheet now a lot of kids i train you know i'm their edge you know um i give them i tell kids all the time don't tell anyone you have personal training i'm I'm your top secret weapon here right Mm -hmm. so when you tell your your buddies at school or you and you know it's personal so don't need another business anyway um, and people talk, parents get involved, they got personal dress, but they're better. I mean, mm-hmm. at their sport or whatever. I mean, I'm ser- being serious, but that that appeals to them. You know, when they say, you know what, this is my edge. This is going to yeah. give me the ability to be better. So now they're not going to just come in there and kind of drag. They understand that you got to work to play. So mm-hmm. we put the work in here so you can go play a sport and not work a sport. It's fun yeah. when you win and you're not getting worked, but you're working them. <laughs> you know, so they, they, when they buy into that concept, but that's what they're here to do. They're here to make their experience or journey their quality of life just simply better that's what everyone wants you know so they're willing to put the work in and that's what it comes down to so with that being said if they're willing to put the work in and i keep them motivated and they're motivated enough to understand that yeah it's not going to be comfortable they will get results it's it's, mm-hmm. it's it's how it works the work works and hard work works better exactly. so i the work, you work on harder. you yeah well, exactly. i make you work harder than you would ever make yourself work that's my job is to you know make people do all the things they would never make themselves do even though they know they should they need to mm-hmm. and what that really comes down to is going outside the comfort zone man the further you can go outside that comfort zone that's where the results lie once you, you start know? becoming more comfortable with being uncomfortable that's when you really start to grow not only in the fitness part of your life but personally as well in general so, that is the key so exactly. that's what's so powerful you know about you know training with young people is it's not just about athletics or fitness that's the foundation but the principles are parallel it goes into all into life everything you're going to experience from getting your first job to relationships you got to be outside you got to be outside the box and you got to get used to that and be comfortable with being outside your comfort zone mm-hmm. exactly it's it's like kind of like you mentioned a little earlier with the uh I think it was like before the podcast, but a lot of these young men nowadays are really soft. So, you know, the only way to get them harder and stronger is to put them in uncomfortable situations every single day. Like they have to force themselves to become uncomfortable in order to grow. So I really like that about what you're serving in terms of your clients. Um, What's great about that is Joseph is that honestly, when you catch them young, they don't know any better. I mean, it's just simply just from the naive standpoint, there's nothing to compare it to. So how intense or how challenging or how uncomfortable something may be, mm-hmm. they don't have anything to compare it to, to really know, is this really uncomfortable? Or is this just they really haven't like experienced anything, you know. To them, it's the norm. It's the standard. This is how, this is how you do it. This exactly. is how LeBron does it. This is how all the best do it. They they grind. They mm-hmm. grind. So we, we grind them up from the start. 100%. They don't know anything to compare it to. So therefore, 
going down the road, that becomes the standard is you just, it's, it's going to hurt, but once you do it enough, it is what it is, right? Exactly. The only way to grow is to get uncomfortable. That's awesome. Uh, two last, well, second to last question here for you, uh, Grady. In the fitness and gym world, you know, there are three pillars to business. So the first one is lead generation and acquisition. So getting people through your door, turning them into members. Second being retention. So keeping them for the long term. Third being ascension. So basically increasing their overall lifetime value. So having them spend more money with you by upgrading their programs. Out of all those three, where do you think you can prove the most on and why? What well, have improved the most on ascension? You know, the, the last one, you know, to be able to really continue the value going forward. Okay. And so what I'm looking to do in the new year is we're, we're in the process right now. Um, I am, um, and others, some, some mentors of um, using these next six to eight weeks to create a new model that gives us a, a shift. It gives us a kind of priority shift, you know, like I said, back to the cardio strength flexibility. Well, once we get all that, now about back to the real deal, the mind, body, and spirit, you know? So you got your body strong, but you had to use your mind to get that body strong and get it fit. That's what the yeah. discipline is, right? You know, your body can't do what your mind tells and convinces it of. So how about yeah. the spirit? How about the truth thing, the, the depth, the substance? So now we're in a position, you just trust that, our programs and our, and our uh, methods are working and have worked. So now we're going to trans transition that same energy from the mind, the body into the spirit side of things. Mm -hmm. So that's just going a little bit deeper, you know, I'm really encouraging people to less create that synergy or having all three pieces, you know, just, just jamming. Mm -hmm. And um, so we're going to be focusing on that more. So, and once you get that, that's the last, that's the last piece of our mind, body, spirit, you know, union here. So once we get that synergy to really come together, that's going to give us a, a different degree of longevity. Um, yeah. and impact, you know, because mm -hmm. ultimately my goal is to get people strong fit in those areas so they can go out outside my little box there and make a greater impact in the world, man, to change yeah. what we're seeing happening. Um, there's just too much going on. There's been a shift in our society since 2020 in our, in our existence, really, globally. So now we need to adjust with that shift with what we're focusing on, what are our, what our priorities are, you know, mm -hmm. and it needs to be helping others. And, um, you know, putting others ahead of us and, and really trying to be part of the, the, the cure, not the cancer and be part of solutions yes. and not more problems. Yes. You know, so that's what, what I'm really focusing on now the ascension part of, of growing to that. But now we have to go deeper from just the surface of the body, the shell and get to the soul. Mm -hmm. More like mindset, soul stuff. Awesome. Yeah. Mindset uh, shift. Exactly. So last question here for you, Grady, paint me and the listeners a picture here. What are your short-term and long-term goals with your gym? Well, I got to be honest. So I still want to get back to this, you know, this, this model of hitting more young people because mm -hmm. um, there's, there's such a strong and really urgent need, I feel, right now um, all around there the is. board from, from, you know, young girls and young kids, young boys. Um, they're really losing their identity. Um, mm -hmm. And they're, they're coming up in a world where the world is telling them who they are, who they can be versus them having the ability to tell themselves who they are. Mm -hmm. And so getting, coming into a setting where you can, you know, grow through getting more self-esteem, more self-confidence, um, just uh, physical, you know, strength, if you will, it's going to give you more self-worth. So therefore you have better self-identity. And that's what really would propel you on to go do whatever your calling is, wherever your career becomes, through knowing who you are. And so with that being said, you know, I'm, I'm looking to get into a, you know, a larger space, um, bring on some help of uh, other people who are like-minded 
to um, make a greater impact, you know, change the business model, still keeping this family feel for sure, but just be able to take on more people at one time, do larger programs, have some you know, uh, classes where we can hit more people at once. And right now it's still, um, you know, very private and very tight and people love that. They, they love that, that uh, agency. And then they, they, yeah, they love being part of that. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, my ultimate goal for what I'm supposed to be doing is making a greater impact yeah. and have, um, you know, a greater reach and so that's so where I am and where I'm located with that works. That means you need more space, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. Exactly. And so, uh, you know, so that's the process, you know. But being patient in that, and what I've learned from when COVID hit, is I can't get too, um, you know, too for too, too focused, uh, you know, or too uh, future focused as mm-hmm. far as that part goes. Without so that I don't lose focus of what's in front of me now. Yeah. You know what I have right now is a great, great gig, and I and I don't want to get so caught up in pursuing, pursuing, and I'll lose some of my quality and value of, of, of the here and now. Yeah. Um, that, that's really important. So I, I'm just kind of keeping my ear to the ground, um, doing what I need to do, and just wait for these opportunities to come and keep pursuing. Awesome. Well, great. I think that's a great place to start to wrap things up here in this episode. But before we sign off, where can the listeners find you on the internet? So social medias and your website. Yeah, you can hit my Instagram if you ever want to let's connect, leave a message. I don't be honest, do a lot of posting because um, mm-hmm. I'm always in real time. You know, from I get up at four forty-five in the morning, and from six a.m. to eight o'clock at night, I'm with people in person. So mm-hmm. go to my website, intensityprosentraining.com. Um, you can see really what we're all about, where we're located, what we do. Um, get some testimonials. You know, people that have been there for a while. You know, doing um, you know fitness with me, doing life with me, mm-hmm. and then we can just connect through email and through um, even just through calls and, and you know text. Awesome. Well, Grady, we appreciate you for hopping on the podcast today and sharing your story. And to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your gym, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. My name is Brooke. Joining me today is Marvin from Team Greaves ABC in Manchester, UK. Welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm fantastic. I'm feeling brilliant. I'm, I'm nice. I'm really excited for this podcast and that, and I can't wait to get things moving with it. Yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> dive right in here. Give us, you know, tell us a little bit 
about why you went and started this boxing facility. What was it that made you go into business? Right. So uh, about 15 years ago, <clears throat> I was on the streets, like getting up to no good, getting up to like gang related stuff, mixing with the wrong people. I ended up getting a, a custodial sentence for fighting on the streets. And then basically, once I was in prison, um, I had a good think about myself, like what I was good at. Yeah, you know I mean, like I, I can live a better life than this. So while so while I was in there, I think you know what? Once I get out, I'm gonna open a gym called Teen Greens. Um, um, uh, I'm gonna open it in my community, get the young people off the streets, or people who's dealing with crime and all that get them into the gym, give them a positive mindset and let them know that there's other options in life where you can go to. So that was my main motive than, than anything else, to open the gym when I got out, get the kids off the streets and give back to the community. Yeah, okay, I love that. So really, that's kind of the reason why you started things. So now we have that kind of background. I would love to hear... You know, what services it is that you provide at, at your facility? Kind of give us your best elevator pitch of the services that you provide. Paint a picture for us here. Yeah, so basically we start from kids all the way up to adults. So we have kids sessions from age four to 12. That's five, well, six, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. And then we have teen sessions, which is six, well, seven. That's on every day. And then we have a ladies only class. And then we have like, um, an older, older class. So what we do, all of them are uh, one-hour sessions. And in them, it's just like um, fitness stuff, fitness pads, um, circuit training. Um, I have a good talk to them about how life is and stuff like that. Um, I, also, I also do like personal training. Uh, we're working in schools and, and things like that. And, and other different organisations like the preparation service. We work with... Um, child protection service all that kind of stuff so we've got our hands in a few things what what helps people to have a better mindset in life and the gyms the gyms are a lot a lot a lot to do with it there have been loads of stories what's come out of the gym <laughs> i love that so what would your average client look like like i guess if you had to paint a picture of you know um like the typical client that you're seeing in your gym are they kids? Are they adults? Is it a little bit of everything? Yeah, yeah, it's it's a little bit furry. Like you like you see, like we we've got a lot of kids, yeah, and we've got like, like we have like twenty to twenty five kids in one class, and then when it comes to the teen sessions, we've got like thirty to forty teens in the teens classes, and then the adult class, we've got like say the guy about 20 to 25 adults, but every single one of them are different. They're all coming into the gym for a different reason. Some is to keep fit, some is to build up the confidence, some some is uh, like because they're unhealthy or they've got problems on the streets at all. So it all varies like, like and this is what I mean about the gym. Like I didn't expect it to um, to achieve what what's achieved within the community with other people's problems and situations. So this is why like it's it's done even more better uh, because of the way we deal with things and how we like manage people and like how we try to get them a different mindset for where they was and, and where they are now. Okay. I like that. So um do you like would you be excited to have a client that walked in your facility looking to 
you know, lose a little bit of weight? Is that somebody that you would be excited to work with? Yeah, yeah. A, a, lot, a lot of people, especially with COVID, when once COVID started and that, everybody got a little bit paranoid about the health and all that kind of stuff. So I'd say after COVID, the gym boosted up even more because everybody wanted to keep fit, they wanted to build up their immune system and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, so most people who walk into my gym, some are a bit overweight, some, some are not overweight, some are just really, really unfit. Do you know what I mean? So like, did it come in the gym, keep it and keep healthy? It's, it's been brilliant. Yeah, that's that's great. I think like yeah. what's really cool about boxing is like it's something different. So for a lot of people, like the hardest part about exercise is they think it's boring. But when it yeah. comes to boxing, right, it's something different. It's not something that you do all the time, and it is something that you can also like utilize to like kind of take out any aggressions, any pent yes. up stress from the day. So it's a really great yeah. tool. Um, yes. okay. so how many clients are you working with right now, Marvin? Like how many members do you guys have at the gym? Oh, but we get a, at least five to 600 people in a week. Okay. That's, yeah, that's, the, and that's like, who like the classes, that's just the classes, but down for my person, because I'm a personal trainer as well. I've got like 40, 40 clients for personal, okay. personal training as well. So yeah, we're, we're very busy. Yeah, definitely. So like out of those 500, 600 people that you're seeing within a week, are they, do they pay a membership to the gym or do they just pay when they come in for a class? How does that work? Yeah. So, so they, they can either pay, pay as you go, which is six pound pay as you go, or they'll pay like the monthly membership, which is 40 pounds. The monthly membership can get you in every day, seven days a week, or you can just pay as you go. So it's more of an option. A lot, a lot of gyms like to just go through memberships and all that stuff, but from I've deprived earlier and where we are, like we give people options. If you can have, afford the membership, pay the membership. If you can't afford the membership, just pay the six pound at the time. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. I got I got that. Um, out of all of those five, six hundred people that you see on a normal week, how many of those would you say are actual members that you can kind of count on that reoccurring revenue? I said, I said, I said, like I get like five to six hundred people in. I said that about a good three hundred, three hundred and fifty people of our membership, definitely. Okay, that's good. Yeah. I love the I love the membership side of this because that gives you the business owner kind of that uh reoccurring revenue monthly that you yes. know for sure is coming in from yes. a business standpoint we want to know that our overheads are covered so if yes. we have memberships we know hey we have these memberships down they're they're locked in for the month we know yes. we're going to be expecting this amount of money minimum um, yes. i really like that now with you know 300 to 350 members yes. um is that a spot where you feel pretty comfortable or are you guys looking to grow, get more members in the door or more people signed up for a membership? Yeah, yeah, but like I said that every day, about two or three members are signing up every day. On top of that, 350 memberships, like what's been out everywhere, anywhere. So yeah, as we can get more people in, in the better. Yeah, I mean, because the more people in the gym, it looks a lot more busy. And plus, it gives your gym like a, like a good reputation because it's dead busy. Everybody's paying membership. and But yeah, if anyone wants to come in and just pay the membership cost, yeah, we won't knock them back, but always take them on. So yeah, the more memberships, the better. Okay, yeah. So let's talk about that process a little bit. In what ways are you, you know, within the business, in what ways are you guys kind of working towards growing the membership? Yeah, so so we can give them like, we give them options so we can give them like deals, like a starter pack. Yeah, I mean like, uh, 
that obviously like they can get in from that first thing in the morning and then um, they, they can walk with the membership it's not these classes they can get in they can come in as, as long as the gym's open from like nine o'clock in the morning or say six o'clock in the morning they can come in and out as much times as they want um, and so, 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 so basically they can for the membership they can get in there for seven times seven days a week and they can come in morning and night and plus with the membership as well you can do the classes as well okay so, i like that yeah. yeah so um you know how are you guys how are you guys like really like advertising that within your community yeah so we do a lot of advertisement on social media like on instagram facebook um because i've got a very very high profile in in all the many way like, like what I do, because I've been on TV, I've been on ITV, I've been on the news, I've won big awards and, and, and stuff like that. So that's how we try to promote and get people in. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, social social media is huge, right? In 2022, that is the way for us that's to grow way. our business. No matter yeah. who we are, what we're yeah. doing, that is the way. Um, yeah. Especially if you, you know, you already have a pretty solid presence. So you're growing yeah. organically that way. And that feels yeah. pretty good. Have yes. you guys toyed around with the digital ads piece on Facebook, on Instagram? Is that something that you've, you've ran ads on there before? Well, what, what do you mean, like the advertisement? Yeah, like Facebook and Instagram have an option where you can kind of run paid advertisements. Have you guys yeah. done that before? Yeah, so, so, so that's something, see, because, because, because I'm that popular in the community of what I've done, I've not really gone down that line. Oh, it's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, no, I, the reason why I like this so much, Marvin, yeah. and just kind of hear me out, is, right, you're very influential, and that's great, but there's always somebody who doesn't even know that you exist who could yes. really massively benefit from what it is that you guys do. So yes. if you run paid ads, they're going to see you, and they're going to be like, dang, this is really cool. I would love to take advantage of these services. And then yes. get them in the gym and you literally change their life. No matter how big we are, if we have a million followers, there's always going to be somebody who doesn't even know that we exist. Definitely, so definitely. Um, that's yeah. why I love paid ads. Definitely something yeah. you guys can benefit from for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to get onto that because that's a brilliant idea. <laughs> and yeah. It, and it, yeah. And, yeah, and it's, a, it's another way how to get your stuff out there as well. So yeah, I'll definitely be looking into that. Yeah, for sure. So um. Yeah, it's definitely, for me, it was massively, like, the biggest, the biggest thing that I did for my business was realize that, like, even though I have a great presence on social media, I needed more. I always have this, like, why not more mindset. Like, even when I'm doing really, really good, I want more. And for me, how I was able to achieve more was, like, diving into that side of things. So that's something that you guys could kind of look into as well. What would you say, you know, kind of moving on from this topic I want to ask you a few more questions because I think you have some great experience to share with our, our our listeners here is what would you consider to be your biggest business related bottleneck your biggest business related challenge and what are you doing to actively overcome that in, in what way what, what, what do you mean like I think as business owners we all have kind of a challenge that we face something that kind of keeps us awake at night that we're trying to still figure out within our business so for yeah. you, what would that kind of one yeah. thing? So, so for me, for me, more than anything, is is to change lives. That 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 that's my biggest motive. 
more, more, more than anything else. He like his people's, his people. He's he came into my gym at first, and they had loads of worries, loads of issues coming on with the elf or whatever's going on on the streets and all that. If I can change that person's life, that's a massive achievement for me. So if if, if I know. Like out of a thousand people, I can change six hundred people's lives. Like I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. So I'm always trying to challenge him that all, all the time because people who like they don't like to speak out, they don't like to talk out about the problems and all that kind of stuff. And because I'm a very respectable guy and um, I sort people's problems out, that alone is bringing loads of more people in the gym more than anything else because everyone's coming through certain situations um in life and all that but it's all about trust and who you can speak to and all that and i i give off that trust towards the people in old and greater manchester all around the country so and that in that situation a lot more people's coming to the gym more than people only just want to come in and keep fit basically so that's what i'm looking to push even more yeah, yeah, no, I think that that's a really, really great um, area of opportunity for you. Yeah, um, because it's a, yeah, it's a, it's an amateur and a professional boxing gym as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so it's just not people coming in keeping fit. You're getting these people that have nothing, no goals in life or nothing like that. Now they're coming into the gym. I've got them into college. They're with the boxing. Now they're turning professional, so we've got we've got a lot going on, a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have your you know your people who want to turn this into um, a competitive piece, but then you also have your people who are just general fitness, yes. like yes. use this as an outlet to to get healthier. So yes. <laughs> a little bit of both there. Yeah. Um, Talk to me about, you know, if I could hand you a magic wand, Marvin, all your dreams, all your goals for your business came true. There's absolutely no limitations here. You could achieve anything. What would that picture look like for you? Oh, man, listen, uh, for one, uh, I need a bigger gym because <laughs> it's too busy. You know I mean, so I definitely, it'd be good if I can get like more than one team Greece gym so I can go out to different countries or areas and build another team Greece in that area and then go to another area and then build up another team Greece and then employ the staff, um, train them up to, to the highest level where, where I want them to be and then send them out and then attack in all different kind of areas because a lot of people can't get to my gym or they haven't got the transport or, or, or stuff like that. So if I can franchise out and get like team Greece based around the country, that's my goal, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds super cool. I mean, you've, you've obviously made a pretty big impact on your community here in Manchester. So, you know, if you could spread that, that would be amazing. Let me ask you this. Um, what do you feel like you need to focus on right now within the business to make the idea of franchising a possibility in the future? Yeah. Well, that would be, uh, getting more people in, Definitely getting more people in uh, because the more people comes in, the more money, the more revenue you would get. And then that would give the options to spend the money on like a new place, a new facilities, like new equipment and stuff like that. So but always need that that income to to boost up your um, your, like your gym and equipment and new places and stuff like that. So that's what I'm concentrating on more. Yeah, no, absolutely. The more the more revenue income yes. streams that we can bring into our business, that's just yes. like extra money that we can put towards a new location. Definitely, um, definitely. And you yeah. know, all these different things. 
Um, yeah. Have you thought of any ways to boost revenue within the current facility? Like, is there anything that like you're super excited to make happen like really soon? Well, well, we, we, we put a lot of boxing events on. We put, we put a lot of charity events on. We do a lot of stuff to try to, to, to try. We do like deals, like starter packs. So basically, sometimes I might say, if you if you pay like a, like a block for a personal train or personal train, like a block of ten, yeah, you know I mean you get like two PTs a week plus three memberships or so stuff like that. You know what I mean? Just to get people in or. You, you, you pay and you may get in for free. You know, like this, this stuff like that. And, that, and that, and that's been working to be honest. Because once that person's gone in for free, he's end up signing up. Do you know what I mean? Because they've enjoyed it and they liked it. So all stuff like that. That's what we do it all the time. Yeah, yeah. Those are definitely yeah. some some good ways to kind of um, yeah. things. And I think there's like a ton of other ways too. Um, yeah. What, that's what's cool about this podcast. Like if you, if people like listen to this, you're going to learn like a bunch of ways to like, <laughs> to boost revenue within your business. Like a bunch of yes. ways that maybe somebody else in the, in another country <laughs> is doing yeah. that, that you're not doing. Um, yeah. so, uh, I appreciate you kind of sharing that with us. Um, yeah. last but not least, what piece of advice would you give to somebody who, was just stepping into the industry. They're new to the industry. They yeah. wanted to um, they wanted to open up their own gym. What piece of advice yeah. would you share with them? So what the, well, the, the main thing is for me is like, you, you've got to cater for everyone, yeah? But everyone is not the same, if you know what I mean. So people will come in with different kind of issues. People will come in with... Uh, like what somebody's fit, somebody's not. So as long as you've got that understanding, like when people walk through your place, if you just want to be on the own and do the whole thing, that's right. That that's cool. You can use the equipment. It's making sure that you're using it right with health and safety and all that stuff. But to 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 build up like a weightlifting gym, or you've got a crossfit gym. I've got a I've got a boxing or fitness gym. Like it, it's all about providing the, the the right the right work for them basically and like uh, uh how can I say try and be as nice as possible and, and understand about other people who's coming into the gym because once you get their understanding and if they come with you with, with an issue and you can sort it out and they think like well what I said to Marvin like I told him and like I feel a lot more better for it I feel a lot comfortable I'm definitely going to go again so this stuff like that it's this understanding the people who's coming into the gym and what they want out of it basically yeah that's a really really good and smart yeah. piece of advice yeah. kind of a good thing to remember as we move on um here on the show last but not least Shout out your Instagram. Where can our listeners go to follow along for your journey with the facility itself? We want to see you grow and become a franchise and all of that yeah. good stuff. Yeah, yeah. So you can find me on Facebook, which is T Greaves ABC. You can find me on Instagram, which is Marvin Greaves, Teen Greaves. And obviously uh, the location is in Manchester, Oldham. And you, you'll find all the details of the location on there. So if you were about the area, just come in. I'll give you a free session <laughs> at first and, and see if you like it. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you, Marvin, for being thank here today. You. It was such a pleasure learning from you. I always love yeah. talking to like different people all around the world. Um, we're on different continents here, but able to learn yes. from one another. 
So I appreciate you listeners. Thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate you as well. Don't forget guys, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description. Our team will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.